So welcome to Truth Talks. I'm Leanne Tomasevich, and today, in collaboration with Aura, we're celebrating those who have gone above and beyond to deliver work of the highest order, achieving impact in their organizations. As sponsor of the Individual Impact Client Side Award, we're interviewing each of the four finalists to better understand how they have made an impact and any advice they can give us so that we too can improve the influence we have in our organizations. Now, before we start, We've asked Suzanne Luthgart, who is founder of Fathom Research and marketing leader Aura, to tell us a bit more about what Aura is and also the award itself and what the judges were looking for. So Aura is a membership organisation and it's exclusively for people working client-side in market research. Um, and apart from the Aura, we run about 25 events each year, uh, some online, some face-to-face. And our membership spans some of the biggest research teams out there, people like Diageo, Sky, NatWest are all long-time members. But we've also got lots of really small research teams as well, people often one or two researchers for whom Aura effectively becomes their extended team. So what they've all got in common is this desire to grow, to learn from each other, and to raise the profile of research and insight within their organisation. So delivering impact has always been very much at the heart of everything that Aura does. Um, and we have our Insight Impact Award that you're probably familiar with, which celebrates case studies, you know, work that's had a massive impact on organisations, and that can be contributing towards profitability, it can be about helping businesses understand their customers better, it can be about influencing stakeholders to think differently and, and last year that was won by BT with a customer closeness company um, who brought customers into the organisation at speed and at scale to change the culture of the organisation, help business make better decisions and raise the profile of the research team. But of course that work that wins Insight Impact is usually a project and it's usually a team effort and we recognise that there are probably hundreds of people in individual Insight teams who are making an impact on an almost daily basis who don't get that opportunity to be celebrated in the same way as a high profile project and, and that's why we wanted to celebrate them. So. We were looking for in the nominations people who demonstrated uh, the mindset and behaviours that bring about impact. So genuine team players, people with that can-do attitude, people that you know you can trust to go the extra mile to deliver not just great work but also be a hugely positive impact on the team as well. So now one of the finalists we're speaking with today is Rachel Parry, Client Insight Manager at Erwin Mitchell. So hi, and congratulations on being a finalist. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> how, how, did, how did you feel when you, were, um, when you knew that you, you were nominated? I think uh, a bit surprised, very chuffed. It's um, the kind of thing I don't think you necessarily feel you'd be celebrated for your day-to-day -day work. Um, so that's been uh, a massive novelty, and I think in this industry, my parents have no idea what I do. And so it's something that <laughs> <Join> the club. <laughs> yes, they can recognize is something to celebrate, uh, yeah. even if they think I'm in advertising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is a common mistake. Yeah. I think I think there's a lot of people agreeing. Um, and then we've also got Harry Mapuri, who is head of client insight at Erwin Mitchell. So um, wonderful to have you here. Great to be here. And, and of course, you were the person that made this all happen for Rachel and were the person that, that did the nomination. What, what led you to do this? Like, what happened? What made you think, you know what? Yes, I'm going to go forward and, and put something through. So I guess, first of all, um, been part of Aura for years and um, won some awards in the past and been part of the scene when we created the Aura Awards many years ago. So it's always been um, in my mind, you know, that this is the the set of awards that mean the most to me because I've been on the client side for many years and they're kind of most of the awards are recognized and voted for by your peers mm. so they're really hard and they're really great to get um, 
we've gone for things like uh, Aura Impact Awards. And last year we were setting up our team and we were nominated as one of the finalists. So I was really proud of that and um, yeah. came across this award this time last year. Um, and it really resonated with me because we're building a team. We've got people coming in from agency side and quite early in their careers and giving them opportunities to really show us what they can do. Mm. And Rachel was only a few months into the role at the time, but actually it, it was in my mind at the time. And as I watched the year flow, I could see that actually there were so many examples coming through where she was meeting the criteria and exceeding expectations. And I was thinking, yeah, this is a real opportunity for us. But of course, I never told you. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how many times this has been done in secret. <laughs> yeah. And, and actually, um, looking back on my own career development, yeah. um, I started out NOP, which became GFK, many years ago. And one or two years in, I won um, an NOP Financial Young Employee of the Year Award. Oh, wow. And I remember how I felt getting the nomination and yeah. then won you know, for that division, but I didn't win the group prize, which is very annoying. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it, I just felt, well, actually, you, you always think you get awards later on when you've got loads of experience. And I, I just love awards that recognize people on a journey as you're yeah. building your career. Yeah, I know. It's, it's great. And actually, one of the ideas for sharing the, the stories of the finalists is because actually, you know, on the come the 20th of July, we'll hear someone will have won, we'll hear the finalists' names, and we'll think about, oh, okay, so they made an impact, but we won't know what did they do? You know, what 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 was it that made them so, made their work so special that they're able to influence? And so I think, you know, hearing these stories and recognizing the individuals is important. Um, and it's not necessarily an easy career, is it? You know, it's, it's hard work. Absolutely. And we should really hear from you, Rachel. <laughs> But, um, you know, we're a law and wealth management firm. So if you think about our stakeholders, they're naturally challenging, mm -hmm. curious, but, you know, they want to trust you, but they will pick everything apart to make sure that, they, that you earn that trust. So building a research and insight practice within it, you know, we've got to be absolutely at the top of our game. And, you know, the kind of examples of the projects that we were working on were they were going okay, but they had a fair amount of challenges. So building the team, you know, we really wanted to up our game very quickly. And one example which Rachel led on was um, taking our, our brand health tracking, you know, how well are we doing in market mm -hmm. up against, you know, the top six law firms. And, you know, we were getting reasonable insights through, but actually what I found with that particular project was Rachel owned it, spent a long time really getting to know the data and the insights and, and storytelling from it. And this wasn't a case of just taking the basic research and reporting it back. She was interweaving the stories and really thinking through the stakeholders and, and what, they, what they would need to hear to be able to kind of drive change. And one of the moments I knew it was really working mm. was one of the senior directors at the end of a presentation said it was one of the best presentations they'd seen. And wow. they finally get it. They finally got this project <laughs> and the insights and what it was all about. And I think that was your probably only a couple of months into the role, weren't you? I think so. That was a, an intense first presentation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a fantastic achievement and to have someone say that. And, and that they got what you were trying to do. Yeah. Because I, I guess they're not used to using insight. Is, is, would that be fair to say? Or? Very much so. You know, we, th there are insight roles in, in other t firms like ours, but I haven't found any yet that are really investing to the level that we are, mm -hmm. both in the insight, but also the client experience improvements. Um, but yeah, um, this was definitely one of the, the many wins, actually. We've got a few more examples to share. Mm. Mm. Can I ask you, Rachel, when, when, when was it for you that you thought, actually, this is really making a difference or what I'm doing is having a real impact? Did it, did it clock with you at some point? 
I think um, probably with things like that, there's a little bit of um, a blessing and a curse when you join a, a client side organization and instantly are put on something which has been uh, going for a long time or a lot of stakeholders are involved in and you sort of come in cold you quickly have to learn everything about this company as well as the projects and all of the history so of course the, the clear side of that is it's it's a lot it's intense trying to get on board but actually there's a real gift in coming in that cold looking at the data with fresh eyes trying to question the way that things are already being done and is there a better way? How do we get access to more data, better quality reporting? Um, so I think with some of those bigger projects like our brand health projects, like some of the um, community work that we're doing, there was something pretty early on seeing an improvement on what already existed um, and some of those new things I was able to bring. So I think that was a real boost quite early on where I felt like I could actually bring something new and interesting to the type of work we were doing. Yeah, I think actually that's one of the themes is actually there's been a few people coming in to do something different or the trigger for change was there mm -hmm. and then it just opened up the opportunity to think a bit harder about what was done or not always doing things just because that was how it was done before. So another really great example we had was around uh, customer closeness. And I know many of us um, have various ways in which we do it. Um, we went after uh, doing it digitally, you know, remote, recording, one-to-one -one conversations with clients. And what we really wanted to do was bring issues and challenges to life and help people understand the different types of clients that we have. So we put this program in place and we used the client community and Rachel's been the lead on that. And we've got a number of interviews done now uh, and we're able to piece them together into different showreels and, and really make sure that we are showcasing areas where we've got other insights to kind of support the need for change or, or even celebration. And um, there was one brilliant example where I knew it was really starting to work for us where we live streamed a client conversation into an internal conference where everyone could not only see what we were up to in the technology, but hear it happening. And I think they just loved that fact that it was happening live. And you know, we've, we've built on that now to the extent that the board also have sessions like that in their actual board meetings. Mm. What, what was it that was so compelling about that? Oh, hang on, here we are in live stream. Here is our customer in the moment. What, it, it feels like that, that made a real impact. What, what's behind that? I think there was something that there's, we all know how impactful the client voice is. We know it, we can add it to a report or even if we might be talking about the same improvements over and over, but as soon as you hear it, from the horse's mouth, so to speak, mm. uh, that's always going to have an impact. And I think those types of things have already almost become traditional ways of researching. You know, we've got these videos. There's something about live events, putting a little bit of jazz hands, <laughs> saying at 11 o'clock, it was a very tense conference for me because I was keeping my eye on, the, on my watch <laughs> and I knew this person would be in the background waiting to be interviewed. Um, so having a little bit of fanfare um, and trying to work out different cool exciting things to do with with these clients who are happy to talk to us i think has gone down very well um, and we've managed to to squeeze out quite a lot of different uses from this fairly typical client closeness interviewing program that we run yeah uh, brilliant I, I always actually remember also bringing customers on stage yeah. you know in a massive auditorium and then and and you know and there were these superstar celebrities also headlining but actually in the end people loved hearing from their customers you know and again i guess it's until that is you've got that presence and you're face to face i guess you just you forget about how impactful that is 
De definitely. Um, I think one of the things about the type of clients we have is that they're usually in dialogue with us because they're having a challenge in their lives or a complex matter that they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And therefore it's quite an emotional conversation and it really helps us learn about the role that our colleagues are playing in their lives, you know, being it help them through difficult times or even to, to support them through medical challenges, for example. So it helps us bring them to life, but also helps everybody understand the different types of clients we have. And of course, I've got segmentation programs. I've got all sorts of things in the background that I'm using these client conversations to, you know, help people understand what, what that's all about. So, yeah, but, but the point for me was around um, Rachel was using the technology brilliantly to really inspire and excite. And, and it, it wasn't just a case of sending the odd video or putting it on an internet site. We, we just turned it into a really compelling program that more and more people were just engaging with. Yeah. And, and you talked about, you know, you've got a segmentation behind, like, you know, there's various levers and things going on that you're trying to bring together. Is that because you're trying to, what is the power of being able to bring those things together? Like, is, is, there, is that part of how you achieve the impact? I would say definitely. Um, yeah, we, insight comes from so many sources. Um, but I think what really brings it to life is that kind of program. But I think coming back to the fact that we're in a place that things have to be done rigorously well and defendably well. So we do have, you know, quite a nice primary research program, of course, but we've got huge investment in data. We've got lovely secondary sources all around us. And, you know, our job as the insight planners is, is to bring all of that to life and get make it very simple for it to be used effectively and um, you know so building our teams you know it's quite often it's quite exciting to get people with very different backgrounds who come from um, places that might might not be traditional you know so I've worked with economists and statisticians through to historians and people interested in in the psychology of, of what makes people tick um, and one of the great things we do in our team actually is share that kind of knowledge Mm -hmm. and bring what people's natural skills or things that they brought to the company and, and start to share that around. So an example is on um, once a month, we get together on a Friday and have a knowledge sharing session. And actually, Rachel, you've probably shared the most, haven't you? <laughs> yes, yeah. I think they're so well, me by this point. What sorts of things have you been sharing on? The, yeah, the upskilling sessions, they've been very interesting. I think um, I was sort of part of the, um, you know, brainstorming about what we could do to, to share these different things around the team. So. I've run a few now. I, I don't really know what I was um, expecting from them, but I've, I've really enjoyed sort of putting them together, trying to think about how you do things and drill down to the theory or explain your processes and things that now you've just been doing for years, they feel very natural, and trying to split those down into component parts and, and share, people who don't, with, share with people who don't necessarily have that same experience. It's been, um, I've, I've really enjoyed sort of putting those packs together. And I'm just hoping I don't run out of skills to to share. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you won't. What what makes it so enjoyable for you that that you you know like you you do this thing but you're not really sure well, you've forgotten like what is that process and you put it down um, on paper so to speak. What makes it so enjoyable for you? I think it's it's it makes you question the way that you do the things yourself, and it makes you question the reason why you. Uh, go about things in a certain way and isolate those stages. You know, what do I do as that first step? What are those thought processes that are going on? And how would I communicate them? Are there things that I do that I have bad habits? Maybe I should teach more of the theory and those types of things. Mm. Um, so it's it's nice putting all that together 
anchoring it into something that then is a deliverable. It can be shared with people. It can be shared. Even some of these things are, are useful for beyond our teams when it comes to talking to clients and even uh, writing questions to to an extent. Um, and then the the second part of that is trying to deliver it in an engaging way that'll be memorable, perhaps something for people to take away at the end, um, things like that. So it's partly the kind of joy of teaching, I guess. Yes, which yeah. I, I didn't expect <laughs> I would have, but I have really enjoyed that. Yeah. It has been coming quite naturally, though. I think, um, you know, we all say we're looking for curiosity and really to try mm. and understand what drives people's behaviour. Mm. But I've seen it with Rachel, you know, where, where we'll often get things reported and there'll be this quizzical look and we'll be thinking, well, but why? Why is that? And really trying to think, well, I don't understand the root causes of this and we'll go deeper and we'll really try and understand it well so that when we do then take the message out we can tell that story properly we can un help other mm -hmm. people understand why and therefore what change is needed mm -hmm. um, and I think the quality of our outputs definitely improved through just just the work that you were doing on sharing but also just the that they look good you know the jazz hands came out didn't they Rachel in terms of upskilling the team into creating brilliant outputs and I think that's another area I think you've had a, an excellent impact on. Yeah, there, there's an element of theatre and performance in what we do. And actually, yeah. one of the other discussions we've had is is the ability to communicate and engage. I mean, it's, it's so important, I guess, for any role in any business. So is there is there something that you're doing, Rachel, that you, you know, what what has enabled you to do this, do you think? I think uh, one one big part, and I'm pretty new, again, to this, uh, the client side world, and it's been quite a perhaps surprising, perhaps that was uh, naivety on my part, the extent of the importance of those relationships with stakeholders and building up that credibility for yourself so they know that you're trustworthy and that you're someone who can be relied upon, but also the wider team and, and really having um, maintaining that pri maintaining that credibility as a, as a priority. Um, you know, I've always been told work hard and be nice to people. And I think that that really comes into fruition in, in a job like this. It is based on relationships. You want to do, um, you want to be seen as someone who will go the extra effort, perhaps do favors, take on work, those types of things to build up those relationships. Yeah, but, but I think you're absolutely right. And that's one thing you're doing really well is mm. just establishing that trust. <clears throat> I'm always linking back to another project. Yeah. Doing it. <laughs> but an example of that is, you know, uh, I'll often say, throw that one back. It's not a big enough issue or project and for us to prioritize. Mm. But Rachel would be like, yeah, I'll just it won't take me long. I'll just give them a quick <laughs> helping hand. And an example might be a really small study with one team. And it is very helpful to them. And I do want to help them too. So yes, OK, mm. let's do that. And it's that kind of thing that then grew with, um, in a way, the, the brand of the team, the willingness of the team started to be seen by more people. And it's eventually ended up with us now analyzing all of our colleague surveys so suddenly like three thousand <laughs> colleagues they're a great place to work survey uh, you know we looked at the reports and thought oh my god could be improved or more actionable for us so we started to offer to help and next thing you know that's another one of your big anchor studies that you look after in the team and i think mm -hmm. the point being yes we were getting okay stuff but actually through rachel just doing her normal work on that elevated it the um, stakeholders could see how much more insight they would get through us doing it. And uh, that now takes up quite a few weeks of, of your <laughs> time. <laughs>
Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's um, something that Seth Godin talks about. And actually, he, he quotes this study. Hopefully, I'm going to quote it directly. But he talks about, I think, coming to, maybe it's to university students. And he goes around the room and he asks, who's the person that's going to really make it in this business or make it here? And they all write the names down. And in the end, basically, they've selected the person that is most helpful that actually it's the person that is always thinking, yeah, no, I will just do that, like you talked about. And actually, that's the thing that actually makes a really big difference. Um, so is it, and you said, you know, be nice to people, work hard. Who said that to you? <laughs> Where does that come from? You've obviously got this, an innate desire to, yeah, let's have a go, let's do it. Where does it come from? I feel like that's something that's sort of always been said to me, perhaps at school, <laughs> perhaps it was my parents, I'm not sure. Um, and I've always found it a little bit passive, you know, as if it's sort of being told to keep your head down. But I, I don't think that's quite what it is. The people who have stuck with me the most or the people who I think about in the different agencies I've worked with have always been very hard workers, very passionate about what they're doing and actually have that kindness or, you know, they want to help people. They want to um, dig deeper and and get to the root cause or however you want to however you want to call it. So I feel like that work hard, be nice to people, particularly in client side, has sort of served me well so far. Mm -hmm. So so, uh, so, what has helped you have this impact? What are the key things that you've done or you've been able to do or that you focused on that you feel like, oh, actually, no, I look back now and actually I can see A, B and C or it was this when I had this idea or what was it? What Looking back now on on what's what's happened and the impact that you've had, what What's been your success to achieving that? Like, has it been lots of little steps? Was it having an idea, you know, reflecting on it? What do you think kind of got you here, got to this point? I feel like it's definitely lots of little steps and trying to trying to work out how to apply your skills in quite a different environment. So I think a lot of people in this industry, they're the type who ask questions, perhaps don't quite know when to stop, will keep digging, will keep mm. trying to work out why things are done or the root cause. Um, and I think that's a lot of really what I've been doing, um, trying to question why we do things, bringing in a lot of um, experience from other places and trying to apply that. Sometimes mm. it's worked, sometimes it hasn't worked. Uh, but a lot of the time that means new suggestions or just trying things out and hoping for the best and often um, it has often it does result in something better quality or a little bit exciting something we haven't seen before mm -hmm. so kind of so just pushing to rethink things do things Definitely. in a different way yeah like analyzing all our open ends um, <laughs> found a way to just bring them to life and quantify them really simple stuff but you know new for our firm and delivering new insight mm. and um, I think I'd, I'd add to that Rachel just always working to like naturally high standards. Mm. Um, I think, you know, many of us sometimes just rush some, might rush something out because you've just got so much on. And I think you're very good at just keeping calm, keeping your eye on the, the bigger question and the big prize and making sure that work is as good as it can be before you then take it outside. And I think that's one of the things that just feels quite, seems quite natural to you. And I think that's a good fit with any good insight team that's keen to deliver a good impact. Mm. There's probably something as well, um, sorry, I don't know where this picks up from, but in a company like ours, it can be difficult to, we might not necessarily have access to the most data or perhaps um, we have clients who are difficult to speak to and things like that. And so any data source we do have, particularly if they are robust, you know, we've, we've got to take as, as much advantage of them as possible and squeeze out 
anything we can from them um, because it, is, it can be a little bit limited. So things like our MPS initiative, things like um, things like our MPS initiative, things where um, like Trustpilot, online reviews, things where we're already naturally picking up client content, looking into new ways of getting the most out of them. So of course there's already been analysis, it's been going for a long time, but have we looked at it combining? Have we coded everything up? Have we tried to do everything we can with that thematic analysis? And often actually it's, it's those things where um, with that extra level I've managed to get or the team's managed to get a lot more out of it. Mm, so the need to be resourceful absolutely yeah yeah there's no fmcg teams that you know are pumping lots of data our way so mm. yeah making and and you know every client contact means so much to us and you know we've got to use that that opportunity wisely and represent their voice and make sure the insight leads to something meaningful for them um mm. so yeah we, we we don't do perhaps as much as i have done in other firms but we get more done with it that's for sure mm -hmm, mm -hmm. are there any other examples that have have said oh actually this has been successful because or any other metrics that you would think about and actually this is a sign of success because this happened yeah so um so our primary team we're in is, is client experience so you know really trying to deconstruct the journeys that different types of clients are having with us and the experiences and we're as a collective, we're putting in through so many changes and measuring the success of those. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our ultimate uh, number, you know, everyone has a number of some sort, we happen to use MPS, that's gone up um, to ex exceed our targets over the last two years. Well um, 56 up to, um, it got to about 69 at one point. We're now changing things to make it harder for <laughs> us to measure certain things. So, mm -hmm. you know, even speaking to people who we turn down for example, to try and understand like, how are we delivering that experience well. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, it's the reviews that our clients are, le are leaving externally um, mm -hmm. that we spend a lot of time making sure we understand what they're saying. And we recently hit 4.9 out of 5 um, in Trustpilot, which is uh, an outstanding rating. And we're pleased to be going up. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's great. Super. Um, anything else that comes to mind, again, that's been recognition of you, you know, that, that you've been able to influence the business in a positive way so yeah as i mentioned we're you know building building a team so one of the things we want to do is make sure we're innovating and, and developing the firm uh, and so we've been doing quite a lot of new proposition development and in one way one of your early um, insight reports you talked about esg and cybersecurity being big issues for our, our business clients and for firms but actually an analysis showed that you know we weren't necessarily associated with those areas so we took that into a new proposition development path um, and very quickly we have now launched brand new propositions um, that are really well constructed around the needs of clients and you know it's great for a law firm to be keeping up to date with the needs and the moving needs of clients but i can trace that piece of work and the success of that right back to that first insight report where we were saying this is a massive gap for us and our clients need us to to improve our offering in this area thinking about how you you change your business or you look at doing things in a different way have you faced any struggles along the way yes i think there's always going to be struggles for me um coming into a, a client-side organization being agencies for about seven eight years big changes sort of broad challenges of trying to um reassure yourself that those skills that you have are going to be applicable how am i going to use them how do these things fit in here mm. and actually trying to identify those differences and and learn from them so 
pretty early on it, it was clear and you know lucky for me a lot of those skills are very applicable you know we do do a lot of primary research in-house things like that but I think the challenges were trying to adapt to the other half of the research you know I've had a lot of experience in that uh, producing the primary putting your heart and soul into something and, and giving it to your clients to take away and do things with it the challenge really comes and again probably my naivety not really seeing uh, behind the curtain at that process is really then the onus is on you in, in client side to take action, know which teams that's going to affect, how is that going to impact processes, what does that actually look like and what does success look like and how do you measure that? <laughs> it's sort of, it's a whole different world mm. and I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, um, mm. but it is, it's very exciting and it's actually seeing that change has been, has been massive for me really. It's a, a totally different world. Mm. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, a little bit, has there been any other influences for you, Rachel, in terms of, or mentors, or uh, you know, any anyone, or a book or something that has helped shape your approach to how you do your work? It's entirely unread if I say no. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> You've been sending some my way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably say um oh, I won't name anyone by name in case they don't want to but I have been lucky to be in in a few agencies and work with people and train and be trained by people who are incredibly talented incredibly passionate you know this isn't an easy job people who have been in it for many years they really do have a passion they want to push for things they want to do things differently so I have been lucky to be around people like that and, and take lots of inspiration and sometimes it does take moving somewhere new and they and someone says to you, "Oh, that's amazing!" And you think, "Well, this is how I've always done it because this is where I was shown." And you don't realise how sort of um, how talented or how lucky you are to have been around the people from being very junior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's something that struck me when when we met Rachel was um, Laura's in the family ah. <laughs> in, in terms of your parents, but but actually, despite that. Um, when we talk about personal development, you know, we always tend to talk about storytelling, we talk about mm. uh, uh, individual development or technical, but Rachel was talking about signing up for a course to learn more about law and how it all works in order to make sure that the stakeholders knew that they could trust that she was framing the insights really well. And I thought that really struck a chord with me because mm. it's not easy to, to study those areas in depth and speak to experts who've been doing it for years after a six-year course or something, you know. But actually, yeah. yeah, that showed your dedication to trying to make um, sense of those insights and develop your skills in uh, the sector that we're working in. So I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, that, that desire to understand, you know, which I guess is a reflection of one of your qualities. Uh, I mean, if, if you, for the people who are listening and they're thinking, well, I want to be up for this award or I want an insight team who is going to have an impact, what advice can you give them? What should they be doing? What should they be thinking? How should they behave? Like, you know, what, what are your words of wisdom? I think for me, trying to make sure that what I'm working on, it's easy to get bogged down in the BAU, the business as usual, the bread and butter things, uh, particularly in a team where you're producing monthly, quarterly, you know, reports, churning them out. Mm -hmm. So I, I like to try and have something, whether it's in pipeline, whether it's something I'm working on at that moment, which is a bit exciting, maybe is a bit different, something that's going to stretch you, make you think about things in a different way. Mm -hmm. And then it keeps you learning. You know, there's nothing worse than looking back and thinking, oh, you know, actually I haven't learned anything really in the last few months or I haven't done anything differently. And so trying to keep that, trying to 
maintain that element of something different, I think has been um, not always easy, but it has been really great for me to try and keep pushing towards something um, and create different types of impact. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And does that, what does that do for your stakeholders? Is because that then, does that demonstrate your passion and they get enthralled within it? What is it? Uh, I think so, yeah. Um, you've got to keep innovating. You've got to keep thinking about, you know, supercharging your your own story and, and making sure that nothing gets stale. You know, that we, we've all spent so much time creating these lovely reports and you look back on them six months later and no one's using them, you know. Yeah. Um, so one of the things our directors, you know, always pushing us on is what's the next phase of your development? You know, keep pushing um, and keep being really relevant to, to the business. Um, I think one of the things for me is have a lot of fun on the way, bring a great team of people together who you blend, you work together as one and you're, you're joined up, you know, and, and, and work well in terms of uh, making the most of your strengths and what you love doing. Mm. Um, but then also don't do it alone, you know, make sure that your senior sponsors, your stakeholders, they get your vision, they buy into it and they're there every step of the way so that you can, you know, together you're stronger. Um, so know your stakeholders, get them on board, put a great team together that you love working in and keep innovating. Yeah, great, w wonderful advice. Um, final question, uh, what, what is next? What is that next vision? You know, and you know, you're now a finalist, who knows what will happen on the 20th of July, you know, if, and irrespective of what happens, has this changed how you feel or how, how you think about what you do or what comes next? I'm, I'm asking both of you that question. Um, so for me, really excited. We're clearly still on a good path. We we keep improving as a team. We're having great impact. We're getting out into the industry and and getting recognised in the odd places like this, which is which is brilliant. Mm. Um, I'm really excited for for the team and and also for Rachel. You know, for have the, having this kind of confirmation that she's on the right path and having an impact. Um, excited to get to the Aura Awards and you know being a finalist is is very much a, a fantastic thing to be and so I'm already mm. celebrating yeah. <laughs> all the way there um, and uh, yeah I think for Rachel you know we're, we're really looking at what's the next step for her career she's starting to manage some people now which is excellent mm. and starting to help develop you know the next uh, mm. um, people to join our team and um, yeah I think really continuing this this journey and making sure that we're now lay these great foundations mm. but we want to really drive growth now and deliver brilliant experiences for our clients i'd say probably next is you know we, we all appreciate that the team is pretty young and there are mm. still things you know I, I feel like now we've got our uh, our baseline initiatives all uh, ready there's lots of people being developed now you know we've, we've got a lot more skill in the team and so it's really about learning from um more developed client side teams looking at the different things that are being done in the market you know we have those basic things ticked off now and looking for the fun things, looking for the cool things in the industry. One thing that's nice with client side teams is that you can look at other teams in totally different industries, in totally different sectors, doing different things and take learnings from them. Um, so it feels like an exciting time, lots of different things to learn, particularly now, you know, during these summer months, it's, it's when all these uh, people are coming together and celebrating what has been done. And it, it feels like um, a really exciting time absolutely well good luck um you, you know let's see what happens and thank you so much for sharing your experience and opening us into your world i mean you know again this is brilliant that we can all learn from each other and i, and I think that's something that aura is so good at yes that, and thank you, know. you so much for your support to, to aura as well yeah. and congratulations to everybody else as well who was nominated look forward to celebrating at the event 
And um, yeah, did you notice we didn't mention AI once? It was <laughs> the first podcast. Yeah, back to being human. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. Okay, so that was Rachel and Harry. You know, it was and it was fantastic to hear from them. There are so many recurring themes. Passion is definitely one that's coming up a lot and I guess and the idea to just always be thinking about what else, what else, what else can we do? Um, you know, so so again for those of you who are thinking about how do I have more impact? Actually, you know, it really starts with thinking differently and and doing more. Um is certainly a big theme. So this was one of the episodes in our client impact series. And if you'd like to hear more about how you too can achieve further impact in your organization, follow Truth Talks on your preferred podcast platform or get in touch with us here at Truth Consulting at info at truth.ms.